0: Hey there, this is Bo James, and on behalf of the Wix Church of the Nazarene, I just want to say thank you for joining us. I believe there is something for you in this message, and I pray that it will help you grow your faith. Enjoy. All right, we're in the book of 1 John, 1 John chapter 3. Who brought their swords with them today? Do I have some real swords out there anywhere? I see a couple of pages turning, or on the phone, I see the phones, I'll take a phone. First John chapter 3, starting with verse 1. See how very much our Father loves us, for he calls us his children, and that's what we are. But the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know him. Dear friends, we are already God's children, but he has not yet shown us what we will be like when Christ appears. But we do know that we will be like him, for we will see him as he really is. And all who have this eager expectation will keep themselves pure just as he is pure. Everyone who sins is breaking God's law, for all sin is contrary to the law of God. And you know that Jesus came to take away our sins, and there is no sin in him. Anyone who continues to live in him will not sin. But anyone who keeps on sinning does not know him or understand who he is. Dear children, don't let anyone deceive you about this. When people do what is right, it shows that they are righteous, even as Christ is righteous. But when people keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil who has been sinning since the beginning. But the Son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. Those who have been born into God's family do not make a practice of sinning because God's life is in them. So they can't keep on sinning because they are children of God. So now we can tell who are children of God and who are children of the devil. Anyone who does not live righteously and does not love other believers does not belong to God. Lord, this is your word, alive and active today. And may your message come forth to each person listening as you see fit. In Jesus' name, amen. So last week was so great. Easter was great. Some of you guys, we missed you. I know you were out with family. Um... We had over 60 people here last weekend. It was beautiful. I thought it was a beautiful day of gathering. In fact, I told Thomas, I felt like I just wanted to repeat it. I said, why don't we just celebrate Easter again? And he kind of looked at me funny and he said, you're running low on sermons? (laughs) I said, no. I said, but why can't we repeat the celebration of Easter? I said, guess what? Jesus is still alive. I said, we should celebrate it anyway, because I said, it's not a one-time-a-year thing. I said, Jesus is still alive. Today's verses tell us, in verse 1 through 3, that we are children of God because of what we celebrated last week. you understand that? You and I, we are the family of God. Don't you love family? Yeah, I only got a couple of amen. Okay, I know, I mean, you know. Sometimes we don't get to pick our family, and sometimes it's not always pretty, right? I got you. But the family of God, we're chosen. We're chosen. God chose us. We are his children. You know, last week we, we read in John chapter 1, remember, about Jesus being with us from the beginning. And verse 12 told us, but to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. Amen. And it says that they're born not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. Our spiritual birth into the family of God. You got to love family. But now, you know, for some last week and in different places, maybe Easter was the first time you've had a big gathering. You know, you guys remember a year ago what Easter was like, right? Those memories are popping up on my Facebook right now. And we were trying to recreate how we did Easter and stay connected, right, as the family of God. And so many missed that last year. Now, as a pastor, there's this thing that I have to be careful about that my brain tends to jump from event to event, So in other words, I went from Advent to Christmas to Lent to Easter. And guess what? This week I'm sitting at my desk thinking about Mother's Day, you know? And so I that made me stop and think how, you know, sometimes I just look at these events, even in the church. Now, parents, you love to gather with your family. How many of you just love when you have the whole bunch in, right? You have the kids, you have the grands, you have whatever. For us, Easter was Alex and and Andy and Brittany, We, we gathered. We love those special gatherings, don't we? Whether it's Christmas, whether it's Easter. Moms, can we be honest for a minute? Do you like to see the kids other times of the year though? Can you imagine if that's all you saw your family, it was just the events? That would get pretty bummed out. It's been kinda like that with Alex actually this year because with the way they're doing things in their schedule, they haven't had time off at SNO the, the last two semesters, and so we really haven't seen him. So that's why it was a big deal for him to get to come home with us. And as a parent, it's not as good when we don't get to see them often, right? And I know I'm looking at some of you moms that I know your kids love off, and and it's terrible. It's even worse, I'm imagining, when you got the grands, right? And that's why sometimes y'all disappear on me, because you're like, they ain't coming home, I'm going to them. I got to get there, right? So Christmas and Easter in the church, that's our two big days. I mean, let's just be honest. That's our two big days. We celebrate the birth, we celebrate the resurrection, And those are two big attendance days, right? You know, we celebrate that we had over 60 because after COVID, that was a good thing. Do you know before COVID, our last Easter, we had 122 people here, you know? Now, but this brought me to a different question. I don't want want y'all to seem sad on that because here's what I wanna focus on today. So we celebrate Christmas, we celebrate Easter, what about the other 363 days of the year? What do we do with the other 363 days of the year? Wow. You know, two days of the year, we know him. We show up and we, we know him. What about the other 363? And, and I mean, some of you, I'm even gonna brag, maybe you're here every Sunday, so 52 days of the year. Wow, I know, right? See, they can't, the kids can't even believe people really show up every Sunday of the year at church. <laughs> but how do we live the other 313 days of the year then? Do you, do you get where I'm kind of going with this? You see, because verse five said, Jesus came to take away our sins. That's we're celebrating every single day. You are free every single day. But do we live that way? Do we do we live that way every day? Do we praise him? The the last song Brittany used, it used words like submission and, and surrender. And do we do that every day? See, verse 5 says, because in, in this reading, it's talking about there is right living and there is wrong living, right? Now, sometimes we can see that, and sometimes we can't, by the way. Because sometimes it, it's inward stuff, it's attitude stuff that we've not yet surrendered. But in verse 5, it says... Um, And you know that Jesus came to take away the sin. Verse 6, let me go down to that. It said, but anyone who keeps on sinning. So in other words, you showed up Christmas, you showed up Easter. But if you keep on sinning, it means that you do not know him. Or maybe you don't understand him. I kind of like the way that reads. Because sometimes I think... People don't understand. This This is my own testimony. When I got saved, I was so excited. Hey, why not? I'm going to heaven, right? But BJ kept living her life. Why? Because I didn't understand, really, everything about who Jesus was and what that meant for my life. So what I'm saying is sometimes people, they don't intentionally ditch us here at the Family of God, right? It's just they don't understand. Man, every day we should be celebrating. Every day we should be saying he is risen. He is risen indeed. That's the difference. You know, we talked a little bit about this on Wednesday night. On Wednesday night, we were in Romans chapter 6. And Romans chapter 6 says this. It says, well then... And and in Romans, he was talking about the grace of God, how it covers so much. He said, well, then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death? For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism, and just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, catch this, now we also may live new lives. Church, if you celebrate it with me last week, then that last statement is your new life. That's what last week meant for us, not just to get to heaven, not someday. Remember, we we talked about this, um, how Jesus came down, right? And I I notice in, in back over in 1 John, notice that he said, don't let anyone deceive you. See, we are living in a day of deception that says, I can have Jesus and I can live life however I want to. That's a deception. Because when I have Jesus, it means putting my old life to death and being raised to a new life. Now, that doesn't mean God strips away everything. Oh, how many people have told me I just ain't ready to accept Jesus because, man, it's going to take all the fun stuff. (laughs) If you know your pastor at all, I still have a whole lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Britain>. <laughs> Y'all saw the TikTok this week. I still have fun. It's okay. It's okay because you know what? A, a, a cheerful heart is what Diane is a good medicine, isn't it? Nothing like you know. That's why I love seeing the pictures of Miss Wanda and the the fun she's had with the family, even in rehab. I love that that she still has her joy. So don't let anyone deceive you, though. When we live as children of God, the Spirit will convict us of things. Can I share truth with you today? Is that okay for y'all? When we are children of God, the Spirit will convict us of things. Now, conviction is not condemnation. See, there's been this uh, negative side given when I say that word convict, they're like, oh, no, you know, BJ's going to get. No, it's truth. The Spirit convicts us of things. When there are things in our lives that are not godly, when there are things in our life, maybe it's not even a bad thing, by the way, but it's just got you on a wrong path that's not leading you to be more Christ-like. Busyness. Busyness. Man, you could be the best person working this community for every good cause there is, but maybe God says you're doing too much, and you're not really spending time with me. See, conviction, though, is not condemnation. When we are condemned, there's no hope. When we are convicted, it's all about hope, because it's about God wanting us to change for the better. It's about becoming more Christ-like. It's the nudging of the spirit to change something. And the longer you're the Christian, actually the more that kind of hurts because it starts getting into those embedded things, into our attitudes and our words and our behaviors and our, the things that we tend to keep more hidden. And those hurt way worse than the things that easily get stripped off. Do you remember last week we talked about the mountain? I bet Jake remembers. Jake included in his drawing last week the mountain. That little boy. I'm telling y'all, I bored we're going to talk today about restarting children's church, but I'm going to miss these kids. I'm going to miss seeing my sermon through Jake's eyes because he will put things in these pictures that I'm like, oh yeah, I said that today, didn't I? He will just... He had my doors. If you wasn't here last week, sorry, you missed my mother's bathroom door. Um, he had, but at first I couldn't figure out what it was sticking out from the doors. And then Thomas said, oh, that's you. You're peeking out. It was my head peeking out when I was talking from behind the doors. <laughs> so the details. And then I was like, well, wait, what is actually behind me? Because he also had me standing here. I was like, what? It was the mountain. And I said, oh, that's right. Because we talked about... Our faith versus other worldviews. Other worldviews are about you trying to get to God up on the top of the mountain. And we said, our God came down the mountain. And he included that in his picture last night, or last week. So, you know, we talked about that last week, that God came down that mountain. That's what Emmanuel, Emmanuel means, God with us. When Jesus was born... He came down the mountain, but when he was resurrected, and we'll talk in a few weeks about Pentecost when he ascended back, right? We'll be talking over the next few weeks how he ascends back so the Holy Spirit can come on Pentecost. So Jesus goes back up that mountain, right? He's sitting with God at the top of the mountain, but guess what? You and I, we're not alone because the Holy Spirit is with us still down here at the bottom as we're making our way up the mountain, by the way. That's good news, family. Even even in the tough times when God is convicting us about things, we're not alone. We have the Holy Spirit with us. Verse 9 says, Those who have been born into God's family do not make a practice of sinning because God's life is with them. Now, I stopped and did just a little research with that, God's life. Some of you, your version may say God's seed is with you or in you. If you look in the amplified version of the Bible, that word seed, they they tell you it means his principle, God's principle of life is within us. When we become a child of God, he begins to impart into us with the Holy Spirit his principle of life, his way of doing things. In other words, the essence of his character. Maybe some of us call it that little still voice inside. Or that gut reaction. The seed in you. But see, this is why it's so important that we are in our Bible's reading. How we do it on reading plan, family? Judges was hard this week. Like... I love Judges, but I also hate Judges. (laughs) I love the story of Deborah in there. But, and and I love, you know, we've got Gideon, and and we can talk about some of the the good things, but I also hate Judges, because there's some hard reads in there. And actually, the last couple of chapters was pretty hard to read. Because you get to thinking if this is God's people, why are they acting like this? Why are they doing these things? Kathy, you shared the other week that like, there's just some things that make you mad, <laughs> you know, when we read them. And I, I felt that this week, Kathy. I, I, I had all those feels of like, I was so mad. Like, you're God's people. Why, why are y'all behaving this way? Why, why would you do this? And I was, I was at that point of like, I think I'm just done for the day. But then I got to that very, very very last verse in judges in those days israel had no king all the people did whatever seemed right in their own eyes and out of that entire book of judges that verse spoke volumes to me because when life goes wrong it can be traced back to that one sentence that the people had no king. there was no submission there was no surrender to somebody because they just did right by what they thought was right what seemed right in their own eyes so it's important for us to be in god's word now Dorothy and I, we had a conversation and she said, you know, I don't always stick with y'all's reading plan. But she began to list out everything she's reading. And I said, girl, you are set. You are good. And that's okay. I want you to understand. I don't want you to, if you haven't kept up with the reading plan, no guilt, no condemnation from me. As long as you're in the word somehow. Somehow. So maybe you have a different devotion you're reading through. Great, stay with it. Maybe you're doing your own reading plan through the Bible. Great, stay with it. Pastor only wants you in the word. So that as you learn the word, God's seed will begin to grow in you. His principles for life begin to grow in you. Do you understand Because you can't know what God wants if you're not in his word. And even as great as devotions are, please make sure you're getting a healthy portion of the word and not just someone's interpretation of the word. Now, interpretations are important. I'm not saying that they're not. But that is what God spoke to somebody else. You need God speaking to you. You need him speaking a verse to you. Just like that last verse in Judges. Come on, I'll be honest with you. I've read a lot of this stuff with you guys that I, I've read it, and I can say I read it, I check the box off, but please don't give me a quiz. Please don't start, you know. But then every once in a while that verse just pops out. Anybody else, have you had? am I the only one that's had this experience where just a, a verse and you thought... I know I've read this before. Why have I never seen this before? Because God's word is alive and active, and today was the day you needed that word. That's why it's alive and active. So you'll know the essence of who God is as you study his word more and more. I promise. So Christmas and Easter were great. I look forward to them. As a pastor, I'm always hopeful that new families may walk through the door. It's just an opportunity to have new faces that maybe we don't always get. And you always hope. I had a a professor in college that used to say, education was like a a cow walking down the um, barbed wire fence. Said it's just amazing he could walk along that fence all day long and never get poked, but eventually one of them barbs are gonna stick. It's kind of how I feel when when I see new faces walk through the door. I'm hoping that one of them will stick. One of them will, will feel so comfortable when they walk in that they'll say, we'll be back, we'll be back. So those days are important, but church, how are you living the other 363 days of the year? How are you living on your Mondays, your Tuesdays, your Wednesdays? Are you, are you living like in Judges, like you have no king? And you're just doing what's right in your own eyes? That's a harsh thing to think about. Or are you living under King Jesus? And you're beginning to see life through God's eyes. Because see, when you accept Jesus Christ, you have new life. You can, you can turn loose of the old stuff. You can trust God that he has a plan and a future for you. You can trust him that it's, it's good stuff. God has stripped a lot out of my life over the years. Some of it, sometimes i still miss. But I don't want it back. Because I love God more than I love any stuff, anything and I've had so much that God has poured into my life. Do you understand that? That wouldn't have been able to happen because there wouldn't have been room in my life otherwise. So when God begins to convict you and you, you feel that grief of letting something go, that's okay, that's normal. But I want you to feel the joy of knowing something better is on its way. Because that's the God I serve. That's the king I serve. The other 363 days. Stand with me, church. I want you to just take an opportunity, a a moment, to just let the Spirit speak to you this morning. God, how have I been living that life? 363 days of the year. Dear Heavenly Father, we come today, and God, we still celebrate today. Thank you for Jesus Christ, who rose from the dead. He is alive with you today, Lord. And thank you that we are not left alone or forsaken, that you have left the Holy Spirit who lives inside of us. God, I pray for each person hearing this message today and maybe later throughout the week. That God, maybe, maybe you've been working in their hearts and you've been convicting something in their life, something you want to make new. Just as Jesus walked out of that grave with new life, the chains were broken. God, somebody needs to understand today that those chains of their past have been broken through the blood of Jesus Christ. And through his life now, new life, new beginning, new hope is before them. God, I pray they'll have the boldness to get up on a Monday morning and live it out. I pray that every day this week, God, we'll remember, even in the the smallest of things, when we, we think about submission, that we'll live it out, submitting our life to you. Full surrender to you because you are our king may we serve you like that every single day. May we see, God, I pray that scales will fall off our eyes and people will begin to see through your eyes this week. Father, I just pray for your spirit to give boldness for somebody to step into that new path this week. And God, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, that you came down the mountain to us. I thank you, Lord, that that you never give up on us. You don't cancel us. You don't forsake us. And as long as I'm breathing, Lord, you still have a plan and a purpose. And may we walk into that every single day. Lord, when we leave this place today, we are your witnesses to the ones around that need to know the hope of Jesus Christ. May we be the carriers of that as we leave here today. Father, I pray for a blessing over our gathering as we join under the tree, bless the food, bless the fellowship time. May there be love and laughter as we're joined together. And then Father, I pray for my board members as we gather. And that may your spirit just fall upon us as we talk about kingdom business today. In Jesus' precious name, Amen. Church, have a beautiful day. I pray that you'll stay with us, even if it's just a hangout for a little bit under the tree. But when we leave today, go be a blessing to others. Hey, I hope you received exactly what you needed from that message. If you want to connect with us, you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, or you can always find us in person if you're in the area. If you'd like to support our ministries, you can find us on Tithely. Thank you to those who support our church. I hope you will subscribe and join us on the next one. And remember, you are loved.